Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. We also, in about uh, 45 minutes from now, looking forward to this, we're going to have Cliff Cook as well as Mike Anderson, coaches of the Missoula Bruins Hockey Club, in here live with us uh, talking about uh, homestays, getting ready for the hockey season. Uh, you know, hockey never quits. Hockey never quits. So we get, uh, we'll get that going for you. And, Golter, here we are in the Desperado. It's a Wing It Wednesday. We got yeah, some buddy. wings to give away. We're going to see if we can't maybe do it live with some people here. We you got, wanna, we got, you got the wings in hand. Here's the deal. So if we, if we can get somebody to do it live, uh, maybe if we, if we don't get somebody at 430 live, Mm-hmm. Maybe we can give it over the phone, but then they can come get the wings from us if they are so inclined, or we can have them at the station for them later on, either way. But if you get here, if you're doing the 531 Live, we got the things for you right here. We can get right. your order in right now. You can eat the wings right after you win the trivia. Bang. But you do have to win. You do I have mean, to win. You know, very, very. I got, I got some good. I got, got some, some NFL. I got NFL stuff. I got okay. NFL cr- contract stuff. Okay. You're going to love it I got some Big Sky Award winners that it's focused on. On Montana. You we'll see this? Look at all players. the research I did on NFL oh contracts. Gosh. I got Look a spreadsheet here, so I'm ready, to, I'm ready to go. Also, we got to talk about the uh, Pioneer League All-Star teams announced uh, in the uh, Ma- or, excuse me, the uh, uh, Legion Baseball State Tournament, the championship game, uh, later on today. So we'll get to all of that stuff on a, uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. But again, down here at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Coulter, some free Widmer Hefeweizens. Listen, first 20 folks come That's through right. starting right now for... 4 o'clock, first 20 folks through the door of the Desperado. You got a free Woodmer Hefeweizen on us. Uh, and uh, also, put your name in the bucket. I did not even say this because we're pulling the Grizzly Oregon football tickets today from the Desperado. So Montana versus Oregon sending you to that football game in Eugene. And uh, we want to get you that as well as a free beer just for coming on down. So come on down to the Desperado, put your name in the box, and we will pull a name to go down there to the Desperado, uh, excuse me, to the Grizzly. Uh, uh, Eugene, Oregon, uh, Montana Grizzly football game uh, in uh, in September uh, as well from the Desperados. There you go. Coulter, uh, last night, an enjoyable watch uh, as far as I'm concerned between the uh, the Reds and the Pirates, a brawl that took place, and this was very, very odd. So have we, have we, we've agreed it's Miles Garrett's brother, right? That was up Is there. It? No, no, I can't I was... possibly be. I mean, how could it not? They look so similar, and they're both 6'6", strapped and obviously fearless. Uh, anyway, a big brawl last night. You know, there was one good punch thrown, and then there was a lot of talking and yammering. I thought it was great that both uh, was it Coach uh, Grant and Hurdle, the two coaches for the Reds and the Pirates, I mean, they were they were straight 
giving it to one another, uh, being held back. And when the managers get out there and get involved with each other, you know it, something real is going on. I don't know the nascency of that particular brawl, all the things that went into it. I know that it was building throughout the game, and they're playing again this afternoon. So we'll see if it's all said and done between the Pirates and the Reds. But here's what I understand. So this is the trade deadline coming up. Yasiel Puig getting traded today from the Reds, in fact, yesterday, from the Reds to the uh, Cleveland Indians. I believe he wasn't involved in a fight with the Reds when he was, technically speaking, no longer a member of the Cincinnati Reds baseball team. Unbelievable. Now, what happens if Puig sticks his nose in it and, you know, breaks a finger, gets a jaw, you know, tooth knocked out, something like that? I mean, was it damaged goods? Are we losing Are we, Are we? we losing money on the Puig <laughs> trade for the Indians if he's going out there and all of a sudden gets, you know, his tainted product from getting, uh, you know, into a, into a brawl? And... Also, it's so funny because he's likely going to get suspended, so he's probably not going to be able to make his debut for the Indians <laughs> right. for a week or more. I mean, I bet you he gets suspended for 10 games. Well, you know, here's what was interesting to me. Now, we know, you know, the, 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 that Puig has a little bit of a history in, you know, baseball when it comes to, you know, some, I don't know if shenanigans is the right word, but sometimes, you know, he's been, when he's been great, he's been must-see baseball, must-see baseball. Sure. And then other times it's been like, well, what is this guy, you know, what is he doing? He doesn't seem like he's trying that hard. And then, he, you know, he goes last night. And, he, you know, everybody, it's not just about Yesio Puig, but he certainly continued the conversation ongoing, to say the very least, when it came to, uh, when it came to that brawl last night. But also he ends up going to Cleveland. But Trevor Bauer, the pitcher for the Indians, I don't know if you saw this like three oh, yeah, days I did. ago. I did. And he as he's being yanked out of the game, takes the baseball and throws it over the center field wall, which, by the way, nice throw. I mean, I unbelievable mean. throw. I thought when I first saw the highlight, I didn't have the commentary on. I thought he was throwing it at the center fielder. Yeah. I thought right. he was trying the, to, you see to the pay guy, attention. Well, did you see the guy, Duck, mm-hmm. who was 10 feet away from mm-hmm. him, thought he was going to throw it right at him? And it was like his own teammate diving out of the way. If you've ever read anything, uh, um, Sports Illustrated had a great profile on – Trevor Bauer last year. Mm. Trevor Bauer is a very, very unique, interesting, uh, volatile character. I mean, he he has some some issues. Certainly, uh, he he's such an amazing pitcher because of his uh, some of his manic tendencies. But this article is just all about the inside of Trevor Bauer's mind, and he says all sorts of off the wall stuff. He is a take no prisoners type of guy in the locker room. I guess that he's kind of a love or hate teammate. There's a lot of guys that love him, a lot of guys that don't. Uh, but he's definitely a guy that's risen to become sort of an unlikely star. Honestly, I mean, Trevor Bauer was the number five, maybe even call him five and a half starter on that Cleveland Indians team that went to the World Series that lost to the Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs. And he's turned himself into a number one. I mean, he's not the number one in Cleveland because they have Corey Kluber, who is one of the great pitchers in Major League Baseball right now. But Trevor Bowers turned himself into their co-number one. He was in the top five in the Cy Young voting last and, year. And this is why it's so amazing to me that he got traded and, and moved as part of the Puig deal to Cincinnati, of course, of all places. Right. And I just sit here and I wonder, you know, he when, when Terry Francona came to take him out, he wasn't throwing the baseball because he was being taken out. He had just given up a lead. They were up. Right. They and I don't think he was actually going to get taken out until he threw the baseball over the fence. No, no, no. He was on it, his it way. He was on out. his way. I think so. Well, the, I think the, so. The, the direct reaction by Terry Francona was classic. He's like, what are you doing? Totally. And pointed him like a little kid to go back. And, and you could see Bauer remorseful in the moment going, you know, my bad, shouldn't have done it, whatever. Uh, but I find it interesting that all of a sudden, I mean, I don't know if it's related to that, but here you go in, you know, at the trade deadline, those two guys switching switching clubs. And, you know, Trevor Bauer, like you said, a very good pitcher has turned himself into a, you know, a, a, a certainly, you know, top of the rotation type of starter. And uh, and now he's no longer with Cleveland. And, and is Cleveland better having Puig instead of Bauer? I don't know. But uh, uh, certainly pieces moving around. Well, back to Puig for just for one moment. We always talk about just the, the – there's unwritten rules in every sport. But there's more, it seems, unwritten rules in baseball. You think so? The ways that you play the game, right? <laughs> like Just yes, maybe. Yesterday, this, this brawl, Devin Dietrich had – Because they're all written in football. To, no doubt. The book will break the table. The, in no football. doubt. Yes. Derek Dietrich, middle infielder for the Reds, hits a, a two-run home run in the second inning of this game, and it was on an inside pitch, and he kind of he, he kind of got the bat head around early, and he got a little bit lucky. 
but he was in the back of his stance, and then when he hit it and he saw it was going out, he just kind of leaned back and posed, and that's what started this whole thing. Mm. And that's what's so funny about the unwritten rules of baseball because now all of a sudden the Pirates are trying so hard to throw at guys, they're throwing behind guys. <laughs> Missing. Brett yeah, Bell's yeah. out the dugout just freaking out. Then all of a sudden there's the bench is clear. The bench is cleared three different times before the actual fight took place. And this has been brewing because they had a little bit of a scuffle last time. Regardless, back to the unwritten rules of the game, though, I think that Puig, he toes the line, if not stomps directly all over those unwritten rules. I think that most players in baseball would tell you of all the guys in Major League Baseball, he plays the game the wrong way more than anybody. Yeah, maybe. And, and I, mean, I don't know if I agree with that. I just yeah, think that's his reputation. That's what they say, yeah. But I, I also do think that when he is, like, like you said, when he's on, he's so spectacularly good. He, he's so much, when he's at his best, he's like Cespedes. They're very similar in their power hitting prowess and you know just, just how intimidating they are in the middle of the lineup. But he also, you know, his base running errors, not only the loafing, but also just the fact that he's just unaware a lot yeah. of the times. That stuff just, I think, would drive a manager and drive any any sort of franchise crazy. I'm an Indians guy. Uh, I like him. Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. But right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000. Or find them online at goblackfoot.com. Him being on the team, even though I do think he's a really volatile character because I think he's so interesting. I think he's yeah. good for baseball. Uh, we've been sitting here talking about Puig because, uh, you know, he's the SEL Puig and he's at the center of it. But it was really Amir Garrett that got the whole thing mm-hmm, really mm-hmm, going. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give my man all the credit in the world. He, you know, usually the pitcher is the one getting charged generally from the plate by the hitter for whatever reason. He sat there. Well, I think he's being taken out of the game, or at least during. He's a, getting talked to at least during during a you know a, the the coach coming out there and everything. And I don't know what the ongoing conversation was that got going from or to the Pittsburgh bench, but I have never seen one person to say nothing of a pitcher charge an entire opponent dugout, and that's exactly what he did. And the Not first scared. guy that he saw, whammo! And this is what I appreciate. I'm so tired of these brawls that aren't brawls. Right. You know, enough with the chest bumping and everything. Let's get somebody in. Let's let it fly. You got to go over there, yammering away, put one in the kisser. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what Garrett did. So all the respect to the world to him for that. He's, you know, you know, kids brawling. Major League Baseball. You know, fight somebody, go fight them. You know what I mean? Go do it. My, my brother sent us the funniest message on Twitter when he sent us this. He said, I'll just watch this part of the fight for the rest of my life. And then he said, the full sprint, head bob, left hook. He, he said he didn't even sing that baby a song before he put him to sleep. It's such a good line. It's so true. He was there. There, like you said, there was no intention no, no, no. of chesting up or pushing there, or or talking some smack. Sprint, punch. That's it. Um, it is to tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Desperado Sports Tavern. Come on by, say hi, get yourself a free Widmer Hefeweizen. There's been a few, uh, actually, a, a pretty good number out there right now. But there's still a couple free ones out here. So if you're driving around uh, South Russell area, come on in, say hi to us, put your name in the hat, win yourself a pair of tickets to go to the Grizzly Duck football game September fourteenth, and hey, get a free beer, free man. How about that? I mean, yeah, we got more free stuff on this show than the history of Two Tone Wines, no I kidding, think, right? Guys. I mean, you got 4.30, we're going to get somebody hooked up with some wings. Yeah. 4.45, we're going to get somebody hooked up with some tickets to the Grizz Oregon football game in September. At 5, we're going to do a little bit of Name That Tune. We got Osprey tickets associated with it, and you could win tickets to the B-52s. And then, 5.30, more wings. That's every segment. It's a pretty dang great day. And I free beer. I wish I was listening. And free beer. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're never listening to this show. Well, I just really would like to win all of these things. I would love to come to the Desperado right now, have um, wings and beers. There's a bunch of people that moved all over the place at the last moment. I will trust you to go find you know, your MLB.com or whoever it is that you trust on Twitter to go track that down. The one thing I'll say is, is now I wrote this before the Grinky deal became public. My question about the MLB trade deadline, which is now come and gone today, and a lot of guys did end up moving, but why why is the MLB trade deadline, even with a flurry of activity, relatively uninteresting? And I guess the surfaced and obvious answer to that question is not that peop- not that many people are as into baseball, and so it's just less impactful. But I think there's yeah, I think it goes even deeper than that, and it's this. I don't think that when guys move, like if you tell me, okay, Yasiel Puig goes to the Cleveland Indians, I'm like, well, that's interesting. I'll be interested to see what happens there, how he plays and so forth. I have no idea if the Indians are better with Yasiel Puig or not. Right. And that's not a commentary on Puig's ability. It's a commentary on my knowledge of sort of how, you know, all the, the stuff about the Indians war need and everything like that. that. Okay, that's fine. But, but they traded their second-best pitcher right. to get Puig. So I, I, I know, I'm not sure what I think about the deal either. But, I mean, we can talk about it and break it down. You know what I mean? We can, we can sit here and do this. But unless, and I wrote this down, I was like, unless Madison Bumgarner, which was in the conversation, goes yep. to Houston. Right. Then I'm like, okay, now we've moved the needle and the Houston Astros all of a sudden jump straight to the front of the line. Well, they, he didn't go there. Instead, Zach Grinke did. And that is significant, and I think people can pretty much understand why when you talk about Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, and now Zach Grinke, and, you know, the, the three aces in one rotation with, you know, Altuve and everybody else in Houston who's already won a World Series, they're doing it. But I think in general, when you talk about basketball, you can understand Hey, Rajon Rondo, he's the, you know, 12th best point guard in basketball. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just making it up. But if you put him with LeBron James in L.A., you can understand what that might do, what that might look like. His ability as a, pers- as a pass-first point guard with, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, you go, okay, you know, I kind of get this. In football, you can understand, okay, all of a sudden you send Amari Cooper to Dallas, finally they can throw the ball to somebody, open up Ezekiel Elliott a little bit in the run. You can can see that sort of stuff happening. In baseball, it's a team sport, but it's an individual team sport, and so that's why figures like war become so important because it's like, how much better are you than the guy behind you, and what does that represent in terms of, you know, know, runs for your team and wins for your team and so forth and so on, but it's not like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, Altuve goes from Houston somewhere, and now the double play is going to be turned easier. Like, you don't think in those terms, right? You just think about one guy, how good a baseball player is he, what does he add to this group, and I think that it is harder to assess, and I think it's harder to assess in baseball anyway, who's actually good. That's why it's played in series. You don't expect in any given night one team to win. I mean, you could take the worst team in baseball and the best team in baseball, and you would say, okay, yeah, probably the best team in baseball will win. But if you play five games, you say probably the worst team's going to win two. Totally. One or two of those games. So no doubt. Y- it's, it is a weird game in that respect. And when it comes time for trade deadline time, which it is today, you sit there and you go, you know, okay, interesting. New jerseys, new jerseys to sell. You know, but I don't know anything much beyond that. I'm not going to say here other than Grinky going to Houston and talk about the landscape of the MLB and how big, how much it's shifted because of what's happened in the last three hours. Yeah, no doubt. I think that there's a couple factors here. I think that, uh, first of all, I think that the analytics element of the game has really helped a lot of the non-marquee franchises really solidify their minor league systems. I also think the fact that baseball has become so regionalized and almost everyone has a regional TV deal, now all of a sudden you have a little bit more resources to work with, so there really is no true downtrodden franchises. And the gap, even though the gap between the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Dodgers financially is enormous, a lot of times it's, it's a little bit inconsequential. We've seen teams with very low payrolls, like the Royals, like the Astros, when the Astros were coming up, they built that internally more than anything else. But uh, we, we saw those teams build it with a fourth of the payrolls that the big market teams have. But then I think the other factors, we've seen such a huge economic impact on all of professional sports with just this the rising money. The revenue is so huge. Everybody's making money because of the TV deals. Everybody's making money because of the ticket prices, the supply and the demand. The fever pitch is crazy. And because of all that now, the other pro sports are all salary cap sports. We've seen that have a huge influence, but it also makes it so that the disparity between the league minimum and the maximum salaries that guys can make. There's maximum contracts in the NFL and the NBA. Major League Baseball, if someone wanted to pay Bryce Harper $100 million a year, they could. 
If someone wanted to sure. pay Mike Trout, if they want to give Mike Trout a billion-dollar contract, that could happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen, but that could happen. Because of that, then, when you're making trades, so often if you're trading marquee headliner-type players, you're trading them for a glut of prospects. The prospects are so much more valuable in Major League Baseball than anywhere else because if a prospect makes it to the show before his rookie contract is over, before he's eligible for arbitration, before he can get into that next tax bracket, so to speak. We've only seen, I think, three guys in Major League Baseball history that have gotten into that upper tier where they can get the $100 million-plus contracts. That's Ryan Howard, Bryce Harper, and Mike Trout before they were were 26. To break the mold and be able to get out of the minor league system, be able to garner arbitration, and be able to get to the point where you can sign a max contract before you're 26, it's been so rare. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, guys that are good enough to play in the show before they reach the point where they can sign a true free agent contract, they are the most valuable commodity in pro sports because the league minimum in Major League Baseball is $555,000. When you're comparing and contrasting that to what you have to pay for everyday position players now, you're talking about paying these guys one-tenth, one-twentieth sometimes of the money, and that's worth it. I mean, if you've got a guy that can produce and start for you who's 23 years old, who's still on his rookie contract, and he's making the Major League minimum, having him compared to paying somebody in their mid-30s $30 million plus dollars a year, the disparity is just so huge. And then the third reason I think that there's not as much exposure for it now is exactly that. Sometimes guys like Zach Greinke are getting p- traded for guys that aren't in the majors yet. We're not going to know what the trade... Right. W- w- I-, I remember when the Indians traded... Um, yeah, there aren't prospects in right. basketball and football the I way there when, are in baseball. I remember That's when the Indians point. traded Bartolo Colon when Bartolo Colon was in his prime. This was, mm-hmm. you know, 100 years ago and he'd only been, you know, halfway through his... 200-year Major League Baseball career. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that he's still pitching? I do. He does drugs. <laughs> Performance. 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 Yeah. PEDs. Sorry, yeah. I should have yeah, been yeah. clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. I mean, he's got the body for it for sure. He's yes, he does. Felt and fit, lifts a lot of weights. No, but I remember when they traded. Uh, but this is when the Montreal Expos still existed. Right. They it's traded crazy. Bartolo yeah, Colon, yeah. and I, this was when I was you know, a teenager, and I was furious. I was like, Why are they trading the best pitcher? And they got a bunch of prospects, and I, I never—I I was like, "What are these guys going to become?" Well, they turned out to be uh, Grady Sizemore, who's mm. an awesome player. Oh yeah, Cliff Lee, who's a Cy Young Award yep. winner, uh, and, and I, they had got a third guy who became a starter. And I remember thinking retrospectively, five years later, man, the Indians stole that. What trip. a haul! I mean, they yeah. got an All-Star center fielder and a Cy Young Award winner for uh, you know above average but not elite starting pitcher but sometimes it just takes so long for those things to come to fruition and I think that's another reason why when you see these blockbuster deals so often the guys that are the face of the trade, the guys are getting traded for no one's going to know anything about those guys for a couple years but if you can stack some of the stuff on top of each other you can get these prospects in your system and you can build it where you can have a relatively low payroll that's flush with young ready players that's how you become the Kansas City Royals that's Mm -hmm. how you become the Houston Astros that's how you win the World Series when your best players are Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, and George Springer all from your organization less than 25 years old at the time they won the World Series. That's the new model in baseball because chasing the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Dodgers. It's a fool's errand. It's stupid because yeah. there's no you can't afford it. You're not going no one can afford having $250 right. million payrolls but those teams. Right. And that's that is the true disparity between big market and small market in baseball that does not exist yes. in the other sports. Totally. You know? No doubt. Uh, it is to tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN radio. All right. It's a Wednesday. One yes. More, one yes. more baseball point we yes. got to make. We okay. were uh, we caught up with uh, Tucker Sargent the other day, and he was said he's been out on the West Coast for uh, a couple weeks now, you know, working in Seattle, Portland, doing some stuff with his hockey and lacrosse store and doing some lacrosse recruiting. But he said he went to a game in downtown Seattle, and this is a state of oh, Mariners yes. right here. He told me that they were selling the tickets on the street corner. Scalping them for a dollar. Seattle Mariner tickets. A dollar. One dollar. A dollar. You can't. There's. You can't do anything in America for a dollar anymore. You can't even go buy candy. You can at have the a store. beer here for free. Well, that's you can good. have a beer at the Desperado right yeah, now for yeah, free yeah. for sure. But I mean, think about it. You could go to a full Major League Baseball game for less than like a pack of gum. It's you unbelievable. can't do anything for a dollar. That, no. And that's the state of the Mariners right now, which is really too bad for people in the Northwest. It is. Well, this is the. Uh, 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 this is this this is the difference uh, between uh, you know a, t- a team that you can produce and then just like well a twelve dollar beer you know what I mean got to mm-hmm, get people mm-hmm. in the stadium just to sell your uh, just to sell your food and beverages you know that's the way the thing goes uh, okay two tell new one is one two nine ESPN radio do we want to do a wing it Wednesday does anybody want to do a trivia thing in here do you think Coulter should we do a caller first and then a, in 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 person one in the second hour 
Yeah, let's do a caller okay. first, and we'll give them a chance to come down here if okay. they do win, okay. and then we'll do a in-person one in the second. So that's what we're going to do. 329-1899. You want to get yourself some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, which is where we are right now, enjoying it very much. Thank you very much. Baseball, NFL training camp, all around me. I'm in what I think it's called heaven is what it's called, Coulter. Uh, 329-1899. You give us a call right now. We got trivia questions for you. My questions revolve around NFL contracts with, uh, well, Michael Thomas getting paid today. I'll ask you about that and a couple others as well. 329-1899. We'll do a Wing It Wednesday right after this. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. I mean, if you're going to have a Wednesday show from the Desperado, you got to have the Beastie Boys. You know, I mean, it seems like it's just a requisite. It is Tutelan Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, getting ready for a Wing It Wednesday. We are broadcasting from the Desperado Sports Tavern. Come on down, say hello. We're going to be pulling tickets to the Grizzly-Oregon Duck football game here in just a matter of minutes. You can still put your name in the box. Uh, it must be present to win, so you got to come down here and get the tickets, okay? That's the deal on this thing. We'll be pulling those here in a little bit. We are also broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Today is the last day of the month. You might have noticed that. It's the 31st of July. It also is the last day of Kurtz 30th birthday anniversary sale, which they are offering you 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy today. Okay, today. You got to do it for the 30th anniversary sale. It is time for a Wing It Wednesday. Oh, this is great, man. It all full circle. You're doing a Wing It Wednesday from the home of the Wings in the Desperado Sports Tavern. We go to the phones and we welcome in Chris to the show. Chris, how are you? Doing good. Thank you. Great, Chris. Glad to hear it. Now, here's the deal. Have you been down to the Desperado? Have you had the Wings in there before? Of course. Okay. So we got three questions for you. If you get two of them, you got yourself wings. If you get all three, you got yourself a shirt. And if you come down right now, if you can, we'll give you the wings right here in person and maybe even a free Hefeweizen with it, okay? So that's a pretty good deal here we got going for you today, all right? Sounds great. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tummy likey. Tummy want wingy. All right, Chris, here we go. Some NFL questions for you, all right? NFL contract questions for you. I don't know if you pay. Are you a big NFL guy? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a big NFL guy. I don't normally pay that much attention to the contracts, though. Okay, well, we'll try and make this. It's it's. You're not going to have to do too much with the money, maybe a little bit, but we'll be all right. Who's your team? Who do you root for, Chris? I'm a Bears fan. Oh. This is going to go badly. I mean, we got a Viking fan, a Packer fan, and a Bear fan all sitting here trying to have a civil conversation. No chance. No chance. Uh, by the way, I'm heading to Wisconsin tomorrow, so I'll be sure not to go across the border and see Soldier Field. Okay, Chris? Let's just be clear. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, here we go. Question number one. Today, today, the New Orleans Saints made Michael Thomas the highest paid wide receiver in history. Uh they gave him a five-year extension. What is the total dollar amount associated with the brand-new contract for uh, Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas today? 
Boy, I haven't been able to keep up with the news today. I five years. It's a it's a very round figure. I can tell you that. Uh, hundred mil. One hundred million dollars is correct. <laughs> no clue. Chris is just ripping it out. Nine figures, hundred million dollars. Very good, Chris. You're halfway to wings at the Desperado. Excellent work. Uh, Sixty-one million guaranteed. By the way, I think that he's still only making like one and a half million this year. So I think it right. kicks in. But he's got some signing bonus, right? Like he could still he could still buy dinner, catcher. right? Oh, Michael absolutely. Thomas, okay. absolutely. But right. when you have the production that he had a year ago, I mean, it was justifiable for him to hold out because I mean, he was oh, he was a statistically the best receiver in the NFL last year. Three hundred and like sixty-one reception is in his first three years, blowing Jarvis Landry and everyone else out of the water in terms of volume in their first three years of a career. Uh, okay, very good. Uh, you're halfway there. Don't forget now. You still got Coulter as a lifeline if you need it. All right, Chris. Fair enough. Okay, question number two. Question number two. As a matter of per-year average, per-year average, what we're looking for, not necessarily the total, who is the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL? Per-year average. Oh, this one just came out. I better get Coulter's help with this one. Coulter, what do you think? Do you have, this well, is Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees both signed those huge deals but russell wilson's deal is also huge and it's not very long and so i think per year average i think russell wilson and the thing about aaron Rodgers is his contract was unique in the fact that it was completely front-loaded aaron Rodgers was scheduled to make i believe upwards of 45 million dollars the first eight months of that contract and, and then get locked into 30 million dollars a year <laughs> still which like is crazy but he got yeah, I think 60 he was, million dollars in one 12 month i, I, I think the 12 month deal yeah. was over 55 million dollars yeah. and so then i think the per, the per year average is brought down after that now and wilson's deal was shorter i think he's going to make a, about 36 million uh next year so uh i i would say russell wilson of the seattle seahawks well let's go with that then chris what do you think you want okay you want to go with that you accept uh, the advice uh, good choice by you. Russell Wilson is the correct answer. Uh, $35 million a year, the annual average that Russell Wilson makes. Number two, in fact, not Aaron Rodgers, not Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, $34 million mm. yep. for Big Ben, and then Aaron Rodgers, a, uh, a penance, a throwaway, $33.5 million uh, a year. You know who's fourth? Kirk Cousins. Kirk uh. Cousins. <laughs> so much hatred God. from you for Kirk Cousins. Carson Wentz. Okay. Thirty-two See, million. He's worth the money. Kirk Thirty-two million for Carson Wentz. Hey, great news, Chris. Wings, buddy. Wings, my friend. Market. You got them. Uh, very well done. Uh, you can come down and collect them, or you can, if you can't make it today, you know, I understand people have lives. It's okay. Uh, you can come to the station and get it. But let's see if we can get you a shirt as well on this third question. All right. Ten four. Okay. We're going back in time a little bit. John Elway, you heard of John Elway? He was pretty good at one stage. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you had. I just wanted to ensure that you had. Okay, uh, 16 years he played, 1983 until 1998, when he retired after their second f uh, a victory. In 16 years, to the nearest $10 million, how much money did John Elway earn from football total over 16 years? To the nearest ten million dollars. Sixteen years, he probably made uh, probably around hundred and sixty mil. To the nearest ten million, fifty million dollars in sixteen years. Forty-five four, if you want to know exactly, is how much John Elway made uh, in his entire uh, career as a professional quarterback and a uh, and a Hall of Famer at that. Uh, Chris, no shirt for you, but wings, my friend. So uh, congratulations. Give your information to Reese and let him know if you're going to swing down. We'll have your uh, wings for you here on the spot at the Desperado, okay? Sounds cool. Okay, congratulations. That's how you do it right there. Good work by Chris. Uh, first year, $1 million signing bonus in 1983 for John Elway, a gargantuan figure of $1 million. He earned the, that year in salary six hundred, then seven, then eight, then nine hundred thousand dollars. His first four years, a one hundred thousand dollar increase. No signing bonuses there, uh, on out, and uh, finished 
his total salary $25 million over the course of 16 years and then $20 million in signing bonuses over the course of, uh, of, of that time as well, most of which was towards the end of his career. Uh, no roster bonus, no workout bonus, no restructure bonus, no option, no incentive, doesn't exist, does not exist for John Elway back in the day, $45 bucks. Uh, Mark, I mean, look, nobody's crying for John Elway, but I'm just saying it's remarkable if you look at the bell-shaped curve that's shooting up into the stratosphere for the NFL. Well, it's crazy. I mean, well, for at, all sports. I mean, 1993, when John Elway signed a $4.1 million contract that also included a $6 million signing bonus, that was a landmark moment in the NFL. He's a $10 million man at mm-hmm. that moment, mm-hmm. and that was one of, one of the first guys that had reached that mark. And it's startling to think that that is just nothing. That's what you're going to pay for. Anybody, Case Keenum. That's what you're going to pay for Case Keenum. Right, right. Now, I mean, I think yep. Case Keenum signed a, a two-year, $16 million contract with the Denver Broncos last year. So Case Keenum's making almost as much as John Elway, which is crazy. It is crazy. But then you look at the salary figures from Elway's last two seasons, just the salary, not the signing bonus, when he was basically to sign a one-year deals. Mm-hmm. You're getting John Elway the last two years of his career, which I know he was not quite the player he was in the 80s and early 90s. But you're getting a guy that led you to back-to-back Super Bowls for 865000 total dollars over two seasons. That's amazing. $300,000 his last season was his salary. Yeah, he made yeah $300,000 his salary for his last year. It's just one one hundredth I mean, it's incomprehensible. Aaron right? Rodgers is making right uh, he did, they did. They did move him money around. They got him $4.5 million on the signing bonus in 98. But, uh, yeah, something else right there. Uh, a little, little, just a little food for thought going back to uh, the mighty – John Elway. It is to tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are live on location at the Desperado Sports Tavern. Come down, starting to fill up. Got some darts players, got some guys sitting around enjoying a couple of Hefeweizens, and uh, we also got ourselves Cliff Cook and Mike Anderson from your Missoula Bruins Hockey Club going to be in here, uh, sit here with us and talk to us about uh, uh, a little bit of hockey and getting ready for the Bruins season and also some homestays and all that. It'll be our coach's corner right after this. And then we are going to pick in the next segment, okay? We are going to pick tickets to go to the Duck football game against the Montana Grizzlies. You want to go to Eugene, see Oregon, play the University of Montana, come down right now to the Desperado. Got to be here. Got to be here in person to win them. You put your name in the in the deal. You come on down, you hang out with us, you get your name picked. You're headed to Eugene to see the Grizzlies and the Ducks. We're going to do it right after this on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed, guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Gotta have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You gotta get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to, and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, live on location at the Desperado Sports Tavern, South Russell, about 10 minutes from now, we're going to pull names out of a box to send somebody to the Grizzly Oregon football game. Get on down here. If you want to win them, you got to be here. And uh, besides, you got to come hang out with us. I mean, what could be better than that? Talk about incentive. We are broadcasting through the Kurtz Polaris Studios. July is Kurtz's 30th birthday. It's the last day of July today, so that means today is the last day of this sale. And you get 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy today before close of business and get yourself uh, the best deal of the 
the year. We are happy now to have our Opportunity Bank Coaches Corner. We welcome in a couple of guys from the Missoula Bruins Hockey Club here locally, Cliff Cook and Mike Anderson. Mike, an old friend of the show, our NHL insider. How are you, man? Good to see you. I'm good. It's good to be back with a new show. I'm just uh, excited to be here. Absolutely. And uh, Coach Cook, once again, good to see you as well. And uh, people are going, well, why are you talking hockey uh, when it's uh, July the 31st? And I'll tell you why, because it's hockey, people. Then we're into it. That's what we're going to do. But also, so you're, this is interesting. We're about to pull tickets for this Grizzly Oregon Duck football game. I know where you're going. September 14th, which is also what? September 14th is the Bruins home opener against the Bozeman Ice Dogs over at Glacier Ice Rink. There you go. So never too early to prepare. If you don't get your name pulled out of this box here, guess what? You're going to be just fine. You can go over uh, to the uh, to the uh, uh, GIR, Glacier Ice Rink, and watch the Bruins and Bozeman uh, play. But also, between now and then, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We'll do some homestay stuff. But talk to me, too, just about kind of the schedule and where does a team come from? Because I think that's something that people, you know, at your level of hockey, what you're coaching, where do you find kids to come in and play? Yeah, I think people would be pretty surprised uh, to hear where our team's coming from, even this year especially. I mean, we're, we're close to having 11 states involved at this point. Uh, we're going to end up having anywhere between four and six guys from Colorado, four from Arizona. Uh, some guys from Washington, even a, you know as far away as Georgia, mm-hmm. potentially Illinois, Minnesota. A coach from Texas. A coach from Texas. <laughs> a coach from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've got a couple of Canadian guys coming, potentially a third. Uh, you know, it's we're just all over the all over the map, and it's it's important for us to to get that word out because there's a lot that goes along with that. Do you recruit? Do you know, like find guys and call them and text them and say, hey man, you know. Missoula, that's where you want to be. Yeah, so recruiting is my first year really doing it full okay. time, and it is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, numbers game completely. I actually have a buddy who coaches up in a league above us. I just texted him, like, hey, I'm struggling here. Do you got any tips? Basically, said, I go by the 10% rule. If I talk to 1,000 kids and 100 get back, and then I get of that 100, we get 15 to our camp, I'm doing a good job. Yeah, wow. And uh, I'm around, you know, 1% to 2% at this point, <laughs> but, um, you know, you just keep putting feelers out there a lot of instagram actually i'll find a kid's stat line reach on instagram and hope and start talking to him from there i've been telling people so mike's taken to this recruiting thing uh you know full bore and he's he's been excited about it but he's also understanding why i have no hair left and i got great hair in my beard because <laughs> the stress level it's a lot of fun don't get me wrong but it's incredibly stressful this time of year for for coaches and honestly for families especially trying to find out where they're going to be this coming season when uh you know missoula is is a certainly a growing hockey town and especially from a uh, uh you know recreational standpoint it's a huge hockey town mm-hmm. but it's not like there's hockey in the schools you know for kids that are coming up and they there's you know youth hockey playing club and stuff like that but i also know i mean you do have a lot of missoula and or montana kids that end up there is that where you kind of try and start first is gathering kind of the locals that you, that you think can play at the level that you're playing at yeah in an ideal world for us we'd have a lot more local players to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest and, and local can mean just montana in general yeah. but really missoula because there's talented hockey players here there's no question uh there's you know there's a few we have our eye on we've been talking to especially but you know ideally we'd have a lot more local players for a lot of reasons number one we want to promote local hockey we our goal is to help promote the youth program uh, along with our own program and by having local players that are talented that are able to play at our level you know that that brings a bigger crowd in for us which is mm-hmm. a bonus of course but it also just really helps promote the local game which is what we love to do Monday you guys released your schedule you mentioned the opener. anything yeah. else unique about the schedule or anything you're looking forward to anything you like or anything special about we're, it we're still throwing some ideas around for fun promotion nights and the ones we know of are our December I believe it's seventh game our, our first game of December is going to be you know it's one of our biggest events of the year it's the teddy bear toss mm-hmm. and that's always a lot of fun all the teddy bears get donated to local shelters and charities and things like that and then, of course, this year we're going to have another New Year's Eve game, which ended up being a big su- success last year. Uh, we were we were uh, wondering how that was going to work out last year. It ended up being really good. Now we did lose, but you know the the outcome of the game wasn't ideal. 
But overall, it was a great event for us. Now, why is he looking at you, Mike? Like, what happened? Did you make it a bad his play? Call? His what, what's no. going on here? I've never made a mistake. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cliff Cook and Mike Anderson, the head coach and assistant coach, respectively, of the Missoula Bruins Hockey Club here in town. And, Mike, we, I know that I mean, you've been a hockey guy your whole life growing up in Minnesota. You know a ton about the game, you know, at every level and having played it and stuff like that. But what's been different to you about really integrating into, you know, being on a coaching staff of a club? Uh, well, before I moved out here, I coached a little bit of high school yeah. in Minnesota, which is a great experience. Uh, two guys I really respected who coached me in high school I got to work with, which was awesome. Uh, and then I got here and did some youth hockey, which was a culture shock for sure. Yeah. Um, just there's just not that I'm um, ingrained it's knowledge. It's not the baseline yeah, exactly. of it. Not yeah, the base right, knowledge. right, it's right. Just certain things that are sort of unspoken rules and culture things, which is actually kind of refreshing out here because there's not that huge like there's only one way to do this, mm. which is how hockey culture can be sometimes. Um, but getting to work with Cliff, we actually met just over a year ago. Right here. Yeah. And yeah. I was uh, very very relieved that he was. Uh, a normal guy who was in this for the right reason. That's very debatable. Normal's a, a strong word, but uh, just uh, a guy who's in it for the right reasons, for the kids and development and, and pushing uh, Montana kids especially, but kids from all over to where they want to be. Speaking of the kids, Clint, you guys are still in search of a few families to host the kids, and this is a cool thing, a good opportunity for local families, but also something that's really necessary for you guys. It, it's one of the billet families are one of the, well, not one of, it's probably the most important thing for any junior hockey team around the country. And it, admittedly, it's probably the most rewarding part of mm -hmm. junior hockey. You know, there's certain things that just come along with junior hockey, just getting away from home and, and living the lifestyle. But billet families, we can't do that without billet families. I wish I, I geez, I wish I could get my mom on the phone right now. She billeted for years and would tell everybody how exciting it is and how rewarding it is because you get these kids become a part of your family. And, you know, you get a, you know, little billet brothers to look up to these guys. They're good kids. And we're looking for some more homes. We, you know, our roster this year, you know, the three of us talked about this time last year about the roster, and you know we were very upfront and forthcoming that it was a struggle. We were, it wasn't going all that well, you know. But this year, man, we are, we're just days away from a full roster. Uh, you know, we could probably actually be there already if we really needed to, but because things have gone so well, we've been able to be a little pickier than last year, and we're so close to being done with the recruiting side of things. And now it's just finishing things off with finding homes for all these guys. And we're very close, but we're not there yet. Uh, what what is what is billet referred to? I mean, I understand that you're talking yeah, about home state family, family, but but is that does that refer to something specific? I haven't heard it's that just, term. No, it's it's a hockey term. It might even be a hockey term, but it's been around for years. Okay. They just call it billet families. It's it's a host family. Sure. Um, and, and you know the nice thing with what we do here, and, and all junior hockey teams do this, but not all sports do this. There is there is a stipend for the families, a monthly stipend. You get season tickets to all the Bruins games for every member of the household. Uh, so there's perks with it. We've got some special uh, billet family events we've got planned for this year as well. So there's perks to it as well. But at the end of the day, it's really the reward of being a part of this. And, you know, like I said, I, I bring it back up again. My mom will tell you she still hears from her billet kids that she had for years that are from from Sweden and Latvia and all over. Mm. She'll hear from them once a month just saying, hi, you What does the calendar look like in terms of arrival and then season end departure for, for people if they're right. thinking about that? So, like, for example, this season, our players are going to report August 18th. Some okay. will be here a little earlier just because some of our returners wanted to get back early because they loved it here. And who wouldn't? You guys know as well as I do. Yeah. Uh, especially this time of year when the weather's great. Especially the Desperado. Being the Texan, right? it's like uh, being a Texan, it's like ninety something degrees <laughs> out. I left Texas to avoid this. <laughs> I think I brought it with me last year, but um, but we'll go. The season, the regular season ends the end of February, then playoffs start. So at the very latest, the guys are out of here end of March. Mm -hmm. Even if we make it all the way to the championship, we're done end of March. So you're talking about you know seven, six, seven eight, months. Yeah, somewhere, yeah, six, something like months, that. Somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, and that's fantastic. Yeah. And so if people you know are interested in this, what do they need to do? How can they find out more? The easiest thing to do, other than finding our social media pages, is to go to MissoulaJRBruins.com. There's a uh, up in the menu. There's a billet info link. And they can click on that, and they'll get in touch with myself or our amazing billet coordinator, Colleen Sheely. She's unbelievable. Um, and like I said, we're still looking for a few more homes. 
uh, for players. And, you know, it's it's really, I can't stress enough how rewarding it is for families and for the players. Yeah. They just become families for life. You can look up billeting online and you'll find stories of NHL players who still talk to their junior host families. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, it's it's such a cool thing. I th- I, I'm always for, you know, uh, introduction of different cultures, whether it's going someplace right. or someplace coming here, and it could be different culture by state. It could be international and also the hockey culture as well, which is uh, a, a fun one. I mean, if I th- I, to me, I've always thought that hockey represented kind of, you know, the best and just like, you know, this is this is and we're not good, good for, people. You yeah, know what I mean? We're not just looking for hockey families. It could right. be anybody. It could be anyone. Sure, in sure. Fact, we would encourage that. Uh, but the kid's know. going to bring a hockey culture in there. Absolutely. That doesn't mean he's going to drop the gloves in the kitchen, people. It's okay. <laughs> you know, it's going to be exactly fun. right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, that's uh, that's that's really cool. You can uh, find more information on our social media stuff too. I just put it uh, on at 1029 ESPN on Twitter. We'll also have it on. Yeah, our and thank you guys for that. You guys have been great throughout this whole time about helping us with this. Well, we're certainly we certainly uh, are. It's so nice to have hockey in Missoula. That's not that that you go to that you watch you know for those of us who don't really play it or would be playing at a recreational level to have like a team you know you got the missoula osprey over here you got the bruins playing hockey over here it's great and it uh, and it takes you through in the local sports man it's it's uh it's the best so go to the games and also you know get a stipend have have a night but also a great kid coming in and taking care of him for for a while and uh, integrating into the family that way this is Brian, our espn coaches corner with cliff cook and mike anderson guys thanks so much for being here really appreciate it yeah thanks for having us yeah thank you very much opportunity bank coaches corner brought to us by opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity okay the time has come now do you guys want to stick around for this here for the uh for the big I'm a little draw. torn. Like I, we're Grizz fans being here, but that's our home opener too. Well, now, I'll say this: the plan is to have the Grizz Ducks game on our big screen TV up in the Bruins den. At there you game go. Mm, so okay, there. Okay. So and we're only sending two people. Well, I mean, it's only yeah, two. Yeah. So people, the other so thousands okay. of people come to our game. We'll find a way to get you in. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Uh, we are going to pull the name out of the hat here. you got to be present to win. Uh, it is time to pull the name for the tickets to go to the Grizzly Oregon Duck football game on September the uh, 14th. So let's take let, – Cliff, why don't you do the honors oh here? Let me go right. ahead and mix this whole thing I'm up. Coming to these pretty good number of weeks now. I finally get to do pretty this. Pretty good number of names in here. It's going to be pull, classic. Pull the deal out of here. Uh, see what we get. Let's get one towards the bottom here. We'll see. There we go. Who in here has got their name in oh, this deal? Glasses. Mike, you're going to have to help. Who's got their name? We got Don Green. Don Green. Do we have Don in here? Don? Don't see Don. Let's see here. Let's see. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Hour one in the books. We'll give Don a call. We're going to give Don on about 10 minutes to get down here. Okay. So if you know Don... Uh, or if uh, if you if you're aware of who he is, you send him on down. And if not, we're going to pick another name here in about 10 minutes. In the next segment, we are also going to do a name that tune for tickets to the B-52s. Good grace, we're giving everything away here. It's Tutel Nuanas from the Desperado. Back after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game. The Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 